honestly, I think the logistics of the move is a big factor too. Like if we are heading to pandemic to electric boogaloo, mm-hmm. uh, do, do we want to do a move to New York in that environment? Like how much yeah, I think of a pain in the ass? It's definitely more of um, COVID to the quickening rather yeah. than a <laughs> type situation. Yeah. Um, I, I think yeah, of it right. as like a back in the habit so, sort of thing because we had the masks mm, and now we're putting the masks on again. That's a good point. Yeah. The main thing we can agree on is we don't want it to be COVID to Judgment Day. That's <laughs> the most important, yeah, yeah, important thing. Well, you know? wait, wait, they win at the end of COVID to Judgment Day. So wait, who wins? Uh, the the people. The people Human do. Being. Oh, they do defeat the virus of robots. Quality wise, yeah. step up, right? So yeah, but yeah. what do we? Yeah, there is the a problem lot of is there's a lot of there's a lot of you know a lot of stuff blows up. And stuff. But the true. problem is if we do Judgment Day, then we're going to get COVID three, rise of the Delta, oh, and then <laughs> COVID salvation and COVID Genesis. I don't yeah. want any of those. Twenty five you know? years yeah. later, they're still making new COVIDs. Yeah, COVID dark fate. You no, win. thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Good evening, Meat Suits. Welcome back to Read and Weep Season 4. We are just a grip of dudes with perfect opinions about movies. And uh, finally, just what the internet called for, some dudes who really like their own opinions about movies. Um, I'm your host, Alex Falcone, recording in North Koreatown, Los Angeles. And the Wrecking Crew is here. First up, he's at Anthony Lopez Part 2 on Twitter in Southeast Portland. He'd buy that for a dollar. It's Anthony Lopez. Alex, great to be here. Really love uh, this new update you just put through with these new directives to kind of help keep the show on the track. Wait, what's this? Directive 4. Let me look into this. Yeah. No insulting Alex. Oh, my God. It was a trap. (laughs) I'm going to try to make fun of you, and I'm going to freak out and shake. Ah, I can't call you a soy boy. Ah. Ah. Oh, that would be fun. That would be a real. This is one of those. It's not a show where we commit to a bit that hard. But if any time someone ripped on me today, they just screamed and stopped. That'd be, wow. be a great bit. <laughs> it would probably take away from the show in the long run. Um, also joining us, he's at Hunbun on Letterboxd from the woods of Arkansas. You can fly, Hunty. It's Hunter hey. Donaldson. Hello. I'm not using the. You just thing. did your own voice changer. <laughs> yes, I've got using my own. Hello, I'm <laughs> Robo Hunter. <laughs> Yo, this is the one time I'll buy that for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> also joining us in Northern California, is he a college boy or something? It's Ezra Fox. Hi, after every joke, I'm gonna like spin my spin my joke around my, my finger really fast and like put it back in my leg. Oh, Dad, can Ooh. you put away a joke like that? <laughs> so that's, that's how you do it. That's how you're someone's hero. I think it's also, it's an interesting thing when it, um, all the best lines in the movie are from the bad guys. Mm. Like, oh, yeah. This is a super quotable gang of villains and... Uh, oh, yeah, for uh, sure. Well, I mean, how was, how was RoboCop supposed to be you know, like, I, mean, I don't that, think the, he would have worked as much if he was like, you know, well, no, having I think after every time he arrested somebody, he should have said, you've been RoboCopped. I mean, Robo- that would have been solid. RoboCop does have some banger lines. He does. Um, yeah. Yeah. That's a few true. That are either like really, really badass or incredibly funny. Um, For example. 
Yes. I mean, for for example, in terms of like you know, dead or alive, you're coming with me is a really cool line to say as, yeah. A, yeah. as a robot sure. cop. But yeah. I mean, I think <laughs> like, uh, one of the funniest jokes in the in the movie that's that a RoboCop says is when um he stops the lady being attacked by shooting the guy in the dick, and the woman comes over to him, and he's just completely cold and robotic, and he's like, "I will notify a rape counselor." Uh, yeah. Just the way he delivers that, and like the way it's just it's so funny. It's um, also interesting because he's got this futuristic thing, and they're like, "Oh, we actually are going to." Sub- provide some counseling support as part of our police department in the future right yeah, yeah i mean that's I interesting i don't think that's necessarily Ooh. uh the point they were trying to make no 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 but i'm getting excited for the <laughs> oncoming alex take of the <laughs> robocop future is good actually um, <laughs> um i hadn't thought of it but now i'm kind of struggling if i can put together a case <laughs> for that in, in charge break, of the police alex yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah sorry whoops <laughs> that i mean to be clear, I don't think I've ever intentionally constructed one of my takes to be annoying, but I think I could probably do it now. I have enough practice accidentally that I can oh, put no. that together. Yeah. What have we done? Yeah, we've unleashed the monster. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, my main take about we're going to come back to this movie. Saying, my main take is that it's like the movie, the villain is like working for this. He's like the same idea as the good guy. They're both the same. It's like bad robot versus worse robot. It's a weird Anyway, we'll talk about that. It's like but you're first... almost there. Like you almost <laughs> see what he's trying to do. But you just you just stop just short of it. And you it know, seemed, like, it does you know. seem like it's on purpose, like it's some yeah. sort of weird okay. like a like okay. a character you're playing, you know. Here... <laughs> I do think that there should be more counseling. I mean, there's almost a defund the police aspect yeah. to this. Okay, that's one throwaway line. All right. right. I know. Yeah. Which is like why what interesting. Why didn't they and it was a joke apparently. Like, why didn't that's an interesting thought. Anyway, before we talk about that and before we get to the news, I just want to thank all of our meat buddies who allow uh who fund who throw coal into the furnace of hot takes who allow these uh these opinions to Wait, keep are being steam powered. Is this a steampunk yeah. uh, hot oh, take? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Definitely. Okay. Um didn't know. Well, uh, yeah, yeah, we got a furnace and steam. Yeah, I these are, these are hot energy. takes. These are steam and hot takes. As I'm like a lawnmower, I have like a ripcord thing. You do, you, but you're, you're a, are you a gas powered or like one of those? Oh, I'm electric. gas, baby. Yeah, yeah. No, okay. I'm bad. I'm Great. naughty. Well, if you guys want to keep buying gas for Hunter's metaphorical lawnmower, yeah. you can become a meat buddy by it's, going to no, Metreon.com. It's, it's like Patreon, but we replaced Pat with meat metreon.com and we really appreciate everybody who supports this show okay so first up some more news it's gonna be a little bit of a continuation of last week's news because i want some more olympics chat if you guys are up for it um nope. the olympics event <laughs> the olympics event <laughs> in their second week i have a few things that you might be able to participate in the first thing i can't believe i didn't mention this last week but we've talked before about the streaming wars but it's been a little while since we talked about how bad every streaming app in the world is but peacock is trying its hardest to be the worst one and so NBC was like, this is, have they said at their like investor meetings, they're like, our, we're, we're way behind on streaming, but we've got the Olympics. That is our plan. This is how we get back on top. We've got the Olympics on Peacock. And here's the thing. It is almost impossible to watch the Olympics on Peacock. It, it is hilariously difficult. Nothing, they don't have anything live. You can't watch anything live. Well, I you mean, can't what's the walk- time difference between here and Tokyo? I mean, it's right. going to be there, a little so, bit. So there are live events 
in the actual time zones, they, they, it's like up until about nine in the morning and then starting at like six in the after, in the evening uh, Pacific. So you can, you, there are some that are live and they are, but on Peacock, not for you. You get it two days later. And then what they'll do is they'll have above the list of replays, they'll have a list of highlights that spoil the endings of all the events. So you're like looking at a list of games. You're like, oh, I might watch this soccer game. And then above it, it'd be like, watch the highlights. U.S. loses to Canada in soccer semis. <laughs> I don't think that's fun anymore. That's pretty funny. It's it's amazingly <laughs> stupid. It's also one of the hardest and slowest apps to navigate for any reason. But then the thing that gets me the most is I pay for premium Peacock with no ads. Whoa, and dude. So what you they did was... Fuck. Listen to me. All the things in- you told me over the years, and <laughs> judge you and look down on you. That is definitely the most that I'm like. The you f- want to watch the ads? No, God, I, I pay just- for Peacock Premium because they had the they were the, the stop, Tour de France. That was the only place. That. Stop saying that. Stop it's saying the- you pay for Peacock Premium. It's the, it was the only way to watch the Tour de France. That's what got me. Um, <laughs> you signed up for the old PP, huh? You're a PP. <laughs> Look, Alex. Alex. Oh, I, oh, I have I, Premium Peacock. <laughs> yes, Alex. I also have Peacock Premium. Oh. We're PP brothers, better, as you did I'm, it right. Hold yeah. on, I'm still trialing it. I'm gonna try to get it refunded because I thought I was gonna be able to to watch like the um the like opening ceremonies like yeah, live, no. and they wouldn't let me do it. They won't. So. I know it's incredible. But here's the other thing. So if you get the one without ads, instead of they don't get rid of the ad breaks, it's just a screen that says "We'll be right back" for five minutes. Oh my god! So you still Sweet have Jesus. to fast. <laughs> Isn't that incredible? <laughs> Wait, like, so it's not live, but they didn't correct. cut this out. This is not a replay. <laughs> <laughs> they kept the ad break there. You just, there's just no ads. So it's like, I'm still fast forwarding it. And it's not like the old, like, it's not like when you fast forward and you can see the screen changing. On Peacock, when you fast forward, it just shows the timeline moving. And then it shows you. So you're just guessing anyway. It's, I mean, it's so bad. It is hilariously bad. That's really funny. It does seem like they are doing that on purpose at that point. You know, like, how can yeah, someone not be like, should we just have a screen up that says, hey, <laughs> hey, fuck you? <laughs> like, I mean, it, what it tells me is that none of the employees of NBC sprung for the premium. Like, yeah. They don't know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, nobody who's working on this product has used it. I guarantee it. I mean, isn't there a thing where, like, if you're really good at, like, programming, streaming services and all this, you're going to get snatched up by, like, Netflix or Amazon That's or Disney, true. right? Like and Hulu. Who, yeah, you've you've got a long way to fall before you yeah. end up working at Peacock. Who is getting hired at Peacock? <laughs> you know, the people who couldn't cut it at fucking HBO Max. I mean, Jesus, <laughs> like what? That's very very funny. That's a very good point. There are, um, I I think Hulu is up there with one of the worst interfaces. Hulu does this thing where it's like. Hey, you were watching season three, episode two of the show. Would you like to continue? And you click yes, and then it plays the most recent episode of the show, whether or not it's in that season. So even if you're in the middle of episode two, it's like, cool, you want to continue watching the show? Here's episode six from the beginning. Like, nobody has ever used these products who works at these companies. It's just incredible how bad it is. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm glad I'm using my brother in law's Hulu. That's what I'm. You know, I'm <laughs> Um, oh, I, have, I have an issue with Hulu also right now because I it was um, so RoboCop was available for free on Hulu, which was great mm-hmm. last month. And then oh. when I was trying to finish them watching the movie today, oh, um, right. <laughs> I had a day to later on Alex's uh, YouTube uh, like uh, edited um, Wait, like 
with Don't ads. Don't spoil playing. it. I can't wait to talk about the censored version on YouTube. But yeah, they just took it off in the middle of you watching it. That sucks. Yep. Not, not um, my favorite. A couple of other quick things about the Olympics. Well, one thing that has been when I do finally manage to get a preview or a, a review to watch, uh, the uh, announce, announcing Olympics is also like not the top tier sports announcers, I don't think. Um, my favorite, though, was a uh, surfing announcer. It was the women's it was the women's finals, the bronze match. So it's the two people who are going for who's going to be third and fourth. So you either medal or you don't. And these two women surfers are swimming out in to get the waves. And the announcer is like, these two women and, you know, never in their wildest dreams did they think they'd be here competing for a bronze medal today. <laughs> and I just like, I was like, I just wildest dreams. Up. It never wildest occurred dreams. to them. They'd be. No, that's go- true, though. <laughs> right because your wildest dreams would be a gold well like right so i've been oh, mad at this right. for several days and then it only just occurred to me that like no your wildest dreams in my wildest dreams i'm like a space snake going around fighting moons but it like in hers presumably she's at least gold so you're right the wild like this would be the least what this is the tamest dream well but that's not how we understand that phrase okay? no it's not we ne- it's like it should hilarious be. version that she's like they definitely didn't think they'd ever be here trying for fourth how many people join the olympics and then have never it's never occurred to them that they could be in the finals well i mean to be fair think of the actual context here do you think these athletes who have been training forever for the Olympics, imagined in their wildest dreams that they would be competing <laughs> in the 2020 Olympics in 2021. In August 2021. I, I, I still call it that. The whole thing is so bizarre. And it is bizarre. That I, like, yeah, in your wildest that dreams, I never thought we'd be doing the 2020 Olympics <laughs> in 2021. Yeah. Right, right. At our insane. whole thing, at our whole Olympic thing could put off a whole country of people yeah. and health professionals all over the world yes and that we'd still do it actually maybe that actually now that sounds a little more predictable than it does the sound pretty predictable part. <laughs> the last thing i want is i want to talk about the age of the olympians um i was watching the skateboarding finals the women's skateboarding finals which is rad i love that they're doing skateboarding it's pretty fun to watch um surfing is actually a little boring they basically just float for a long time and do nothing but skateboarding they like skateboard the whole time it's great um but the women's finals like first and second place were both 13 and then i think third place was like 15 i mean it was young these were very impressive children but these are children and then the best part was that the american skateboarder in the finals she looked like she'd spent the day she'd like gotten a break that day and went down and hung out on m night Shyamalan's beach because she was 34 well so it was a (laughs) bunch of 13 year olds and then the american just old crone who shows up still skateboarding 34 but you mean actually 34? Like we've got 13, 13 yes. at a 34 year old human being. 13, 13, 16, 19, 34, I think is like the top five people. Oh yeah. my God. Which is actually, weird. honestly, like a 34 year old who can still hack it in skateboarding is incredible. Like the fact that her knees aren't both ruined isn't right. very I mean, impressive. Tony Hawk's almost 50 and he can still do a 900, you know, like. I yeah, had not actually watched the men's. Is that he... impressive anymore? Oh, <laughs> Right, that's a good question. Are ever is everyone doing two hundred or two thousands now? Oh, ten eighties? No, twenty one sixties. Is everyone doing that now? No, nine hundred is still pretty impressive. It's pretty good. Um, it is. I do. What do you guys think though about like telling a teenager that she's the best in the world at something? That doesn't seem healthy, right? No, There's no way oh, yeah, she no, turns out okay. Get- 
Yeah, that's going to get messed up. No, here's my thinking. If you really are at the top of your field, like, you know, that early on, you get to have, like, a whole other life at, with doing something entirely different. Where it's like, okay, great. I already summited skateboarding at 13. Solve that. Yeah. Let me go on to astrophysics. Well, yeah. I mean, it it does seem like the sort of thing you'd be, like, interviewing for a job at, like, 30. And they're like, tell us, you know, like, what's, like, a fun thing about you? You know, what's your, like, icebreaker to party? And she was like, oh, I have 17 gold medals. Yeah, oh. I don't think you go to a normal job. You look at, like, Sean White, right? Like, he, how old is he at his post Olympics, right? So he's been in, like, skating and snowboarding, so the winter and summer. Right, but right. you just, like, continue getting to do the coolest job ever for the rest of your life. Eventually, they make a video well, game about you. Right, and you, so like, the... So the top person, so the the one 13-year-old, she gets to do this for the rest of her life and just like tour and sign things and have a good time. But the silver medalist, she has to get a job, probably. I, I don't I think silver medal at the Olympics for skateboarding gets you a lot of juice in the skateboarding world. It so, might. I don't, I don't know. I mean, how much? How many sponsorship dollars are there really to go around in skateboarding? More my than guess you is that there's possibly comprehend, Alex. <laughs> no, my no. I'm guessing that this is a winner take all market. Like Tony Hawk gets a video game. Second place to Tony Hawk, you do. He does not have a video game. See, here's the thing. Here's the thing. We know Neil Armstrong. But we also know Buzz Aldrin. Right. So but like, you know that. Remember the guy's name who stayed in the craft and circled the moon? Yeah, is Michael right? <laughs> maybe michael that's the best we've yeah. got that guy did not that guy got a real job where they were like tell us a fun fact and he was like i almost got to the moon michael collins <laughs> alex or michelle maybe the thing is one guy gets to be tony hawk and everyone else gets to be in tony hawk's game as other skaters maybe good so there's still you know but I, I definitely saw though i didn't actually read this but i definitely saw like a new york times article this morning that was like um if you're not first place in the olympics you get no money in the long run so there i do think that this is a I actually think I might be right about this. That the well, sponsorship Alex, dollars. If we're go going to talk top. about the Olympics and your bad takes, let's hear what you think about Simone Biles. Let's hear you call her a coward <laughs> and say that she chickened out and she's a spoiled child. Come on, Alex. I, I nothing to say about sp- yeah. That's no, what I'm, you were saying before we started. Yeah, I mean, you were going off about how like, oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna quit and be a baby. Uh, uh-huh. Definitely yeah. not something I said. Although, what is she like? Seventeen now? She's still so young. I, know, um, I haven't followed any of the Olympics. The only thing I have followed is reactionary dickheads who can't do a pull up. Well, so this is actually, Simone Biles. That's I the actually only think thing. Th- I've this watched. is the proof that I think I've done a good job of picking my timeline on Twitter. I have not seen a single person criticize her. Ever, but I've seen ten thousand people defending her. Like I don't even know if Dude, there are actually- people criticizing her i only see people responding to the criticism yeah defending her that's kind of how it is right now like i don't i I haven't actually seen it either i'm just not in one guy with the really small face i think he um like charlie something he probably yeah he he probably said something but like everybody else like i feel like the world's mostly on her side it is funny that no one's discussing how like Djokovic, the tennis player also quit during the semifinals in doubles and like left his partner who had never been in the olympics before high and dry instead of competing because he didn't feel like it like no one is talking about that so obviously there's a lot of racism and sexism in this yeah, but i mean i've only seen people because people i follow like hassan Piker, do videos when they tear down other people's um yeah. complaints of it so i've seen a lot of the, i want to just just finish up my take on ages and then we can move on because um I was curious after this, like, who is the what? Like, what are the oldest Olympians like? Um, and the oldest athlete competing in the Tokyo Games this year is 66. 
and she is, of course, in equestrian. And that means it doesn't count because the horse is probably like seven. So that's how many horse years though? Hold on. I, I don't know how horse years work, but the the point is the horse is still doing the most of the work. This just proves my point that equestrian is like not that hard. The horse is the real athlete. And the horse deserves a medal. See, that's a bad take that people can get mad at. Although <laughs> it's fun is when I've when I tweet about this, people people defend equestrian, but the thing that me and the equestrian fans agree on is the horse should get a medal. Everybody agrees on that. Give the horses a medal. Um, but the <laughs> oldest Olympian to ever win a medal uh, was back in 1920. Uh, was a guy named Oscar Swan, who was 72 years old at the time. But he won a medal in shooting, which is also not the most athletic thing. You mostly just stand there and press a button. So, <laughs> Wait, wait, wait. How does your gun work that you have to press a button? What's a trigger but a sideways it's button? Not, we it's not a freaking button, dude. Okay, <laughs> it's a trigger. It's the same, yeah, same difference. <laughs> I like this guy. I like this 72-year-old who has like, like a missile like, you know, like Sam like set up, basically, <laughs> yeah. and just has to yeah. press the button. Yeah, like, well, you're certainly launching gun. You're certainly not helping the soy boy claims by calling a trigger a button. No, I'm this fine is with I totally believe this because it's like, look, he has these like you know, like launch codes, right? And he just has a button, yeah. and he's like, look, he's 72. He seems to have missiles. We're not going to tell him he lost. All right. <laughs> I mean, you can call it not a button because you turned it on its side, but I feel like it's still the same mechanism. Um, <laughs> the, there was actually there's one caveat to the 72 year old though is that there was a guy who won a medal who was 73, John Copley. But he does not count um, because he won in 1948 Olympic Games. He won a silver medal for painting and engraving. Because until 1948, the Olympics included artistic events, or they gave mo- they gave prizes to artists as well as Olymp- as well as athletes. So he's the oldest one to ever get a medal. But it was in painting and engraving. So I think even the horse people and I can agree not that not that impressive, not I mean- that uh, athletic. We all know the greatest Olympian uh, of all time is the greatest thing an Olympian can ever do is also win a gold medal and the WWE World Heavyweight Champion. (laughs) And that's why Kurt Angle is the greatest Olympian of all time. He won an Olympic medal with a broken neck, which is the craziest thing anyone has ever done. That is crazy. And then he went on to be one of the greatest professional wrestlers. And yeah, he like had a that. lot of horrible substance abuse issues coming from the agonizing pain he was in for, you know, wrestling with a broken neck one time. Wait, wait, wait. Was yeah. this real or was that kayfabe no, no. drug problems? No, the, I mean, Kurt Angle's drug problems were real. He had a very, okay, he's had a lot of up and downs. But his yeah. actual, before he got into professional wrestling, when he was just an Olympic athlete for re- yeah. in wrestling, he broke his neck in like a right, right, right. semifinals. And then wrestled the finals with a broken neck and still won. It's one of the most impressive um, athletic feats of all time. Uh, the one the last... Go ahead, No, I was going to say, I've been, I've been furiously binging to figure out how old this horse is. And I've got the answer. <laughs> yeah, oh, tell me how old this horse is. Okay, so Mary Hannah's horse, uh-huh. uh, whose name is uh, Kalanta. The real right, athlete Kalanta. We all agree. Is 14 years old. Whoa. Okay. Which in horse years, they figure about basically six and a half years for the first three years of the horse's life and five years every year after that. Oh, man. So, what a, oh, it's a formula. Yes. So 74 and a half years old. What? This is impressive in both ways. It really is. Okay. 
So they deserve it. Oh, man, that is some good crack research, as I Thank appreciate you. it. Thank you for being here. Good work, Bing. Um, the last tiny bit of news I want to say is a follow-up to last week also, which is that um, uh, I'm going to be on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert again on August 4th. They're doing it, They're replaying it this week. So if you are the kind of person who wanted to see me on TV and did not think it counted if it was on YouTube later... You need to see it live, but a replay still counts, which is a narrow margin. But um, yeah, they're rebroadcasting my show on August 4th. Uh, so you can stay up late on and watch that show. Or, I mean, right. you can watch it on YouTube and, you know, you can get watch it on YouTube at up. any point. I guess every YouTube is a rerun. So wait, they're uh, showing the whole episode or just yeah. your stand up. The whole episode, I believe. Okay. I um, thought they were just they liked it so much. They're going to shove gonna it put in another in episode hour of 12 re- replays of Alex's stand up bit. <laughs> they're running I, out of comedy these days. You know, <laughs> there's a comedy drought. I yeah I I it'll be you can see our friend Hannah again um which will be fun and you can hear Steven say that none of this is real and then immediately introduce me like I'm real it's all available one more time uh on CBS all right now let's get on with the homework this week on segment two, the homework, we are talking, if you have not gathered it so far, about the 1987 film RoboCop, the American science fiction action film directed by Paul Verhoeven um, and written <laughs> by Edward Neumeyer and Michael Miner and starring the cast of Twin Peaks. So that was nice. <laughs> they just took him, moved him right over. Um, as also previously hinted at, this is available for free on YouTube and it is child friendly. So you can watch on YouTube for free. I had no idea this was a thing, but YouTube movies has movies available for free. It's not like a pirated version. This is YouTube's official, but they're censored for television. And I did not know that. So very early on, one of the cops calls another cop a crumb bag. And I was I like, loved it. future Detroit is adorable. <laughs> yes. <laughs> there's a crime thing, but everyone is like, there's a, a bad mother crusher. Like, yeah. There's a braggart, I think, also. Oh, man. It's... The best one, though. The best one is when he's like the the scene where he's like making fun of the boss while the boss is pooping. And then the boss comes out. and He's like, back in my day, we called the old man funny names, funny names like. And then it was clearly censored. You'd see his, mom, his mouth saying other things. But he was like, funny names like Iron Butt. And no, Buddy that's Boy. in the movie. That's actually in the movie. Wait, that, that is... one's real? Yes, that's the actual line. He okay, says. but he said Buddy Boy and Airhead. Are those two real? I don't, I don't think those are real. I don't real. think Airhead, but Iron Butt but, is one of the Iron weird Butt. names. Okay, good, because that's legitimately, when he said we call them funny names, I was like, that's legitimately a funny name. Iron Butt is hilarious. <laughs> it's pretty funny, yeah. I don't know what it means, but like, it's just, he just sits, well, his chairs are heavy. I don't know. How was, did, did they censor just the language, or was like the violence censored as, as well? I mean, it Dude, seemed very violent A little to me. bit, yeah. They did? Yeah. yeah, dude, they cut out the part where... You know when the guy's all like got toxic waste on him, he's like, and then he gets like hit by uh, a car, and he just like kind of just he just kind of blows up into like bits and pieces. Yeah, it's Mm -hmm. like ridiculous. Uh, They cut that shot. Oh, okay, I didn't know he did that. That's why. Oh my, it's hard to know. 
Dude, I yeah, don't know yeah. what they cut, but I was it's reading the comments. The, thing, like, the comments I mean, were the, like, oh, they kept the sexual assault, but thanks for protecting me from the word butt or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah. I'm genuinely kind of upset with you, Alex. Like, I, <laughs> I did I watched know. it, too. I, I watched but, it, too. I've seen the movie before, so I don't Hunter care. Hunter didn't but. watch the movie at all last week. So, no, but yeah, but I got away with I, it. That was like a caper, okay? Yeah, I, <laughs> that was like I got in and got out, and you didn't know, okay? You can't be mad at me. I already okay, told you. Well, this caper was pulled on me. I had no idea. I seriously wrote my notes. I was like, it's weird how they're not swearing. Like, I really did not yeah. know until um, it was too late. Man. No, I'm genuinely upset with you. Like, I'm very, very mad right now. Um, because the whole, the whole, we're doing a whole Verhoeven series. Uh-huh. And uh, this all started because you had never seen Robocop. And, and you're I, saying I still haven't. Yeah, I mean, basically. <laughs> you sort of have it. You, yeah, you no. have it. I yeah, mean, the have. thing, so I, of all the movies we're doing, of all the movies we've done recently, this is definitely the one I've been most excited to talk about I, I i i genuinely believe that this is not robocop is not only one of the greatest genre movies ever made not only one of the greatest 80s movies but generally one of the greatest american movies of all time i think it's a okay. perfect film it is a masterpiece from beginning yeah. to end it's and tight, youtube it's thinks precise. it could be more perfect yeah by editing <laughs> if you, out if you uh, changed a couple of the words and it's <laughs> Mother so much Crusher. of the movie is about how all these things work together. And the thing about Robocop is, like I said, it's genuinely a masterpiece. Yeah. I think it works on every level you can conceive. It's one of my favorite movies of all time. Uh-huh. It is, and like Paul Verhoeven, of all the directors I sort of talk about a lot on this show, like, you know, John Carpenter, David Lynch, Paul Verhoeven, these are like three directors who I genuinely adore the fact that I've been able to not only grow up with their movies, but their movies get better and you find more things in them as I get older. Like As I get older, I appreciate every one of their movies more and more. Every time you go back to it, you can find something new and something amazing. Like Robocop, I saw probably like most of us besides Alex and a lot of people listening way too young because by the time I was started to get old enough for movies, RoboCop had become a weird kid series by this point, like this incredibly violent, satirical send-up of Reagan-era America and, like, the dark future of endgame capitalism. Um, and, like, it, it, by the time I was, like, you know, six or seven, they had a kid's cartoon. It had two sequels. The third one is straight up a kid's movie. He gets a oh, kid weird. partner. Uh, it becomes very, very silly. Uh, and it was something I just saw a lot. And as a kid, I loved it because it was like a cool, badass action movie, you know? But it's the type of thing, like, every few years when I revisit it, there's just so much to dig into. And, like, RoboCop is one of those movies that it's... There is so much stuff within the text of it that is really interesting. But also, you if you really wanted to go down the rabbit hole, you should find, like... Um, like queer and trans writers, the way they read this movie through a queer theory or through a, like a trans um, allegory kind of thing. The way mm-hmm. you can read this is like a, a comment on police and policing in America and you mm-hmm. know technology and losing your identity and all this. There's just so much rich text inside this film. And for you to have the first time you see it to be this kind of soft and softer, neutered version of it just like really makes me sad because I was so yeah, you, to okay, like Anthony, I you understand up. how you feel no, about that. Alex, no, don't talk right now. Okay. You are in trouble, dude. <laughs> I am 
I am so pissed at you. Okay, let me just <laughs> let me just say though, Anthony, you've done this show long enough that you know that I still could have missed the point with the full movie. Yeah, yeah come on. But, it's not like he was gonna... I, yeah, I feel but, like, Alex, you've done this show long want... enough that I thought you probably could have mixed up Robocop with, like, the other robot. Like, I feel like that's also possible for you. With the yeah, other which cop Robo robot? Yeah, you... ED-209. I feel like you were like... Oh, yeah, yeah, this is way himself. bloodier. Oh, man, yeah. this is so gross. Sorry, you posted a gif of how gross it was. Yeah, way bloodier. Yeah, um... Jesus, there's so many squibs in this movie that I didn't yeah, get to appreciate. I mean, this movie, I mean, that's another thing about this movie. It's like, uh, I think on a level of practical uh, violence and things, this is some yeah. of the, this movie has easily the some greatest the squib blood bags I've ever yeah. seen. Yeah, I mean, so did it have the the ED-209 conference scene no, where the that, guy gets it, it, it had scene, on the but... table? I had the scene, but it was like very bloodless. So he gets shot, and happens. then he lands on the thing, and then there's blood all over the model. And okay, so, I was so like, oh, in, you but did. the thing is, you have to have that excess, right? Because in the actual theatrical cut, ED two oh nine just points the gun at him for like thirty seconds and just unloads, and you just see yeah. all of it, and it's just incredible squid work. It has one of the funniest jokes in movie history. Right after it, when Guy Fieras, uh Miguel Fierro screams, "Will someone get a goddamn paramedic?" Uh, like that's gonna solve anything in this situation. Well, the, um, later they get the guy gets shot a hundred times and they save him, kind of. They turn him into a robot, but no, yeah. <laughs> but no, they don't save him, Alex. Memories. Oh my gosh! Wait, why didn't they saved him? No, Jesus. they saved him. No, why didn't we do Robo like uh like corporate executive? Why wasn't that part yeah. of this at the same time? Where it's like, you know what? Let's get his body. Maybe we'll do something with it. Fun with it. Yeah. Exactly. It's only fair, you know, because get, get rid of the arm, lose the he arm. He didn't have the contract that the cops signed that they could uh, do whatever they wanted oh, with their true. bodies. He probably but, did. Corporate people sign a lot of. Okay, but, Anthony, this has been a great lecture, but we do need to catch the people at home up on what happened. because They're confused right now about what we're talking about. So what they what you need is you need the Alex Falcone patented six bu- point, bullet point summary of the six 19- bullet. Wait, what did you just change it? I don't, it's always changing around. I haven't always said the number, but um, it's more than six sentences, but it's six bullet points. That's the key okay. to this one. Okay. Um, this is the six bullet point summary of 1987 film a RoboCop. It is the 1980s, so the biggest worries are crime and mega corporations. Side note, we live in the future, and we know one of those actually turned out to be a real threat, and it's not the crime. Um, in old Detroit, good old Detroit, crime is out of control, and the Reaganites have privatized the police force, but also making it so they can't strike which is perfect. Um, One guy at this private company introduces a new cop, a slightly smaller version of the Imperial Walker from Star Wars, who arrests people by shooting them in a boardroom. Um, And, uh, but that it goes a little, it's a little too much shooting as we just mentioned. So uh, uh, that, that cop robot has to go to timeout, but then the corporate rival uh, also creates his own uh, private robo cop. Uh, He takes a guy who's mostly dead, from getting shot by bank robbers and replaces almost all of his parts, everything but the nose and eyes, basically, with robot parts and and the memories. Ooh, that's weird. That's later. Um, but replaces most of his parts with robot parts, turning him into some sort of cop bot. Still workshopping the name. So cop bot does a real good job of stopping crime. He shows up magically whenever a crime is about to be committed, and then he solves that crime through property damage. He smashes through walls. <laughs> he tosses bad guys into shelving. He's really, really great uh, at that and also at not shooting company executives. So he's the better choice for a mecha police. 
still working on on that name. He does have one glitch, like I, I mentioned. He does kind of remember being human, but all still through like a CRT robot vision. Um, maybe he has feelings. Not really sure. Anyway, the point is, Anthony's wife thinks that he should get full ro- voting rights, and if you turn him off, you're murdering a person. But then the bad corporate guy is more evil than the other bad corporate guy. So he uses his robot, uh, his Imperial Walker, to fight the Clockwork Pig. Still working on that name. Um, And it's basically BattleBots for like five minutes. And I really liked that. Um, But then, as always in BattleBots, the winning robot is the one that can use the stairs. So he gets away. And then he kills a bunch of bad guys covered in squibs. And uh, I guess it's good. But it also seems like maybe it's kind of bad. And that's the 80s. And that's the movie. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, yeah that basically sums it up. Um, I do think RoboCop was not the best way you could combine those two ideas, but I'll take what it. What do you mean? What, what two just, ideas? You want to workshop the title? Is that what you're yeah, saying? Yeah, yeah. I was like, Cop In Bot. And I, 2021, you want to yeah. do some workshopping on the 1987 film About RoboCop? I think there's a better okay. brand that this co- company could have. Okay. They had the, okay. the, 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 the private police force had a really cool logo. I just think they could have come up with something better. What about uh, Apple Cop? Apple Cop. See, now Apple Cop I'm into. Even if it was just called iCop. iCop. I will say, having worked like you know, inside like you know, companies and like had to try to name things, it's really hard. Like, yeah. It's really hard because like it's either... You, here's like the obvious name. It's like, okay, I guess that, but something like it, maybe not that exactly. Right. And it ends up being that because you can't you can't really figure it out. <laughs> oh, so you think they started? They were like, "Well, look, it's some sort of a RoboCop." Yeah, let's, let's place work on holder, that. Not let's that get obviously. close to that, but not on the. And <laughs> then that, they ended up obviously not RoboCop. that name, but something guys, like that. Fuck all you guys. RoboCop is a perfect name. It is. It is I mean, an it incredible you, name. This is the problem, Anthony. Is when you it's, like a movie, you have less fun talking about it. No, I, I'm having fun, but no, you, Alex, I think you so, have less fun talking yeah. about it. I am having fun talking about the name, and you just get so mad. No, um, I, this, the name is genuinely perfect. It's awesome. Like everything so, in this movie. It's awesome. So this, so this movie starts with, um, I didn't mention this, but it starts with a classic 80s series of TV clips and news clips Ooh. showing you how bad stuff is. And I think you said this last week, Anthony, but it really is, those things have less impact given that the 80s, the world has fallen apart in the future newsreels are less depressing than my 15-minute news in the morning that I watch. Mm. Oh, don't look at the news in the morning, dude. Yeah, yeah I mean, ew. this. the thing with it is, like, <laughs> the satire is so turned up. Like, if you're really listening to the things they're saying, right, they're so, like, they're always, like, something absurdly violent and, like, mm-hmm. incompetence, like the government accidentally setting most of California on fire with its own satellites. I mean, uh, and yeah, then which is, like, kind of hilarious, but then, like... It was the it was the privatized uh, power grid that set most of California on fire yeah. a couple of years ago, and and the LAPD just blew up a truck of fireworks and ruined a bunch of people's houses, and then told them to fuck off. Like it's just it just feels like the satire is minor. It feels turned down. Well, I think it's in, it's in the, the current situation of those things minus plus the fluffy silly things they show back to back, right? And I think like just because the world has caught up. To RoboCop, if anything, that just makes RoboCop more damning. I'm saying um, we have. This is my main point: is that we've caught up to the this. We've we've lapped RoboCop in terms of stuff being on fire and the police being mad. The the problem with RoboCop is that it saw the future. You know, no, I Mm. think it's it thought the future was going to be too rosy. 
I'm, oh, so, and it wasn't so here's, dark enough. My okay. take is not that RoboCop is a good future. My take is that RoboCop might not be as bad as our present. <laughs> That's my hot take, Anthony. Okay. Yeah. Is just, the, present is, the present is so depressing right now that it's just like, yeah. oh, this is a fun escape where we thought maybe the cops would feel bad about killing a person. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the thing with like the way this movie ties into like, you know, like the, the idea of like crime and, you know, Paul and like big business. Right. And it's like, yeah, the, the crime is being driven by the business. Right. OCP. Right. Oh, uh, uh, like they're yes. financing Roddicker's. Uh, yeah, that's crime. like the big, the big twist, you know? the big reveal at the yeah, end. Yeah, I guess yeah. I didn't include that in my six bullet points. Yeah, I should have done seven bullet well, that's points. What you always do, Alex, is that you do some propaganda stuff in the <laughs> the. In- no, you do this all the time. All yeah. right, you're get you're getting this now. You will just leave out that one thing in the summary. And then go on like some specific argument where because uh-huh. of the thing you've left out, because that's all the audience knows, because we know the audience of this show, they've never seen a single film. No, they, they're all, they just, just getting all of their RoboCop wait, wait, information what, directly from me. Yeah. Do they like do they just listen to NPR? Like what, what is our audience like consuming? I'm so curious. This is a great question. We should probably pay just, for one of those. We do one we of those surveys. So, we have so many episodes of this show. It's, they just do this. They just oh, get, wow. catch up and then start over from the beginning. We are and, your only And some of them sick fucks listen to episodes backwards to find the clues that we hide in there. <laughs> and, you know, they, they'll sync up two different episodes and listen to yeah, them simultaneously. Yeah. Uh, to if you see listen to what the first can... time we read Twilight and the second time we read Twilight, some wild shit happens. Yeah, it really, you fucking find out who killed JFK. Um, I am Stephanie Meyer. That's right. the twist of the show. Yeah, so the so the private company that owns the police uh, department is also funding the super criminals who are doing like, like the head of the underworld is also like going out on small robberies and is also doing his own hitman work for the, it's a kind of a small network of criminals, mm. but they're all funded by the bad corporate. Yeah, well, well, Clarence Boddicker is a real hands-on boss. You he know? really is. He's he, a, kind he of a micromanager. Position, he wants to know if his employees can fly. He'll, he likes <laughs> to stick his fingers in people's wine. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. He, he's very, literally hand, he's fingers I in. I didn't even That's, get that. Yeah. Do, do any wine people know what that was about? Because Just I did not. Just being a Yips. dick, right? Yeah, you, you know, don't. He fingers in the guy's wine and then holds them. In Listen. his nose. Yeah, I mean... As, what were you saying? Sorry, as you were saying something? Well, I was just going to say, I'm pretty sure, like, canonically, like, so, so Clarence Boddicker, like, he looks a lot like uh, like the dad from that 70s show, which, like, I guess happened a decade earlier, so I like to think this is still canon of that. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, this is this after is... Eric left. He went on a crime spree <laughs> in Detroit, for sure. Well, I um, like how the guy from Twin Peaks was like, look, I've done these two murders. I think I should move to Detroit and go pro. Yeah, Ray Weiss. murders, Ray Weiss. Yeah, he got real good at it. Plus Miguel Fiera, who, you know, but. loved cocaine before he joined the FBI. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, you know, Clarence Vodica, bitches leave is a great line. Uh, yeah. All of his dialogue is so incredibly well delivered. This is what I'm saying, um, man. All the bat, the villains are so snappy. And I, I do sometimes worry that I like I'm yeah. I'm liking the villains too much because they're so fun. They all talk really yeah, fun. I mean, that- they all say fun lines. That's the this thing. Ha, this movie has some of the greatest villains in movie history. Right? They're so incredibly quotable. They all have great scenes, and this movie is also so incredibly like tight and taut in terms of like its runtime is pretty short. 
yeah. the the visual well, yeah, the YouTube language, one was only 42 minutes so that was yeah. a real easy watch the visual language <laughs> uh the way like uh Murphy and Lewis the way they like look the movie has a lot of great mirror imagery right like Murphy and Lewis are essentially the same person which is where like if you look at this movie as like a queer or trans allegory and put a look at this reading for that uh there's a lot of really great stuff there the way you know like he looks at Lewis uh, like he's looking into a mirror, especially when he's RoboCop, right? And he's sort of seeing yeah. this female reflection of himself. Uh, but you have like RoboCop, ED209, uh, the two main corporate guys. The fact that the um, the head of the company, who's credited just as old man, is like really the hero at the end of the movie, right? He gets oh, is that, his way. He's old, he's old Iron Butt. Yeah. Yeah, that's or, old Iron yeah. Butt. He, and like Peter Weller's performance as robocop and the way he moves in this this suit that was so cumbersome and obviously awkward to move in but they find a way to frame it and shoot it in a really interesting way uh one of the things i yeah, really love about all the these Hoban, things are good but don't you feel like this was kind of a ripoff of class of 1999 you mean was that was, did that movie happen before this no, no. it's definitely i don't think this at all we watched it before uh, because we watched it when it was a sponsor. Oh, and all episode. movies yeah. were made in the order that we watched them on the show. That's true. So, yeah, we we watch we watch uh, we watch cinema in machete order. That's how yeah, it, it was. Yeah. It was Twilight and then Citizen Kane. That's the order in which <laughs> yeah. films were made, right? That's how. Yeah, yeah. It was done. Like Citizen Kane playing like, off a lot of the stuff, like kind of laid down in Twilight. Oh, yeah. yeah somebody is sure. like, here's how the here's the how years should work. It should go 99, 87. That's the um, it's yep. the better order to watch history. Yeah. yeah oh yeah, yeah. Um, oh, machete I, order for history. That's yeah. great. <laughs> Yeah, and this is something we'll get into with Total Recall next week. But th- these these two movies in particular, I think, are the the highlight of practical, the like, maybe the pinnacle of practical effects before CG really changed movies because it's all practical effects. But yeah. including the, including a stop motion Star Wars vehicle that is yeah, a, a, which, a, a a pretty pretty rough cut to and yeah, from the stop I mean, motion. I I think it looks very charming, and I think yeah. like when ED two oh nine is like trying to figure out the stairs is very cute and hilarious. It's great. Oh, it's great. Um, I so I loved the I loved the the military robot, and I was actually. I've not seen RoboCop. I've not re- not even seen like a lot of art from RoboCop. So I was like, oh, this is not how I pictured this RoboCop. And I was disappointed when he failed and then they bring in a different RoboCop. I wanted the whole movie to just be this this uh, Imperial Walker cop. Ed, that would have been real around. fun. Uh, yeah. I mean, the RoboCop design is so badass, I think. You know, and I there is, you I know. Yeah, it's cool looking. I don't know if it makes sense like from a robotic standpoint that you're like, what I really need is just the memories of a human. And then everything else is a robot. Like, well, he doesn't have the His memories are gone. He, yeah, that's actually a problem. Yeah. They they were supposed to delete his memories, right? Yeah, They don't want his memories. The, the, then they come back. Anyway, it's like, it's weird. It's like, they're like, look, we made a robot. Uh, robot just shoots too much. But what if we just include this guy's face muscles and nothing else? And then that'll make him a great robot, robot cop, robot police. Well, um, because well, but but the window to the soul are those kissable lips, you know. <laughs> like that's the that's whole. That's what everyone thing. says is the lips are the windows to the soul. Everyone well, and says see, that. that scene was cut, Alex, yeah. from our our cut of it. But there is a lips part where they're like, like it just needs big like big lips. lips. There's a lot of I... stuff that, like, again, like as someone who's seen this movie a lot, every time I rewatch it, you pick up new little subtle things, and there's like 
uh, Miguel Fierro's character early on mentions that, like, we've already transferred a bunch of cops to the most dangerous department because they're testing this RoboCop technology on people, right? So, like, when Murphy is like, I got transferred here for some reason early on. Right, right. I've never really pieced together that, like, oh, the, the corporation is purposely moving the best cops to the most dangerous area so that they can get murdered, so they can do these experiments on their bodies. But I also yeah. think that, like... Wait, I thought this was, like, a guy... I thought this was the FBI guy going, like... He was going off the grid making this plan. I didn't know he was in what control. What FBI of guy? What are you talking Sorry, about? Yes, or whatever. Yeah, no, yeah, he, Guy Fieri from uh, the other other show. Oh, he was on, the FBI. Oh, in Twin Peaks. Yeah. Okay, sorry. He's working on this project in the background. You know, the main thing is supposed to be um, Dick Jones's ED two hundred nine project, but he was see ED two hundred nine such a cuter name than RoboCop. Sorry, yeah, continue. Yeah, I mean ED two hundred nine is a great name. It's it's truly amazing. Um, but like the the little thing like that, and the way that yeah. like the idea that the the corporations and especially if you look at it through a modern day viewing of the police right like like robocop is up there with like when you see cops who put like the punisher logo on their cop yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like yeah. you just completely misunderstand what the point of this character is right yeah like, that's really funny because i've seen a lot of like takes about pe- about how they're misunderstanding what the punisher is and i have no idea what punisher is so i'm like yeah you guys don't know um, and then I'm just hoping none of the cops are like, oh, really? What is it actually about? And I'm like, you know, punishing people. Yeah, it's about punishment. He's a guy who punishes. He's got a long chin. You he's know, puns, clearly. He's a, oh, he's a pun. That's yeah. what it is. But like the he's idea a pun that usher. The, the system and like corporate policing, right, wants to strip you of your humanity and make you just a cold blooded machine that doesn't yeah. feel anything is like, that is not what you should be striving for. If you're a cop and you put a RoboCop, you don't want to be Murphy, right? That is a right. really bad place to be. Um, right. But so, we imp- we want we want Murphy more than we want ED two hundred nine. So we're like, yeah, ah, we'll take the best. We'll you know we'll we'll take it. Uh, yeah, right? I, that's the ending because we we're supposed to like him at the end. Like we're supposed to like oh, yeah. root for him to beat the bad guys. Well, yeah, even though they both to, have the same boss, we want Murphy right to like find his humanity. But again, that's like. With the ending, again, it goes into that mirroring thing, right? It's like the last line of the movie. What's your name? Murphy. And then it immediately shows RoboCop, right? That they're like one and the same at this point. It's, you know, the journey that he goes on over the course of this film. is to like rediscover yeah. his humanity and rediscover who he is. Um, I think the most important lesson to take away from this, though, is do not talk shit in the company bathroom. Oh, that's always oh, a good yeah. idea. You just or, never know who's pooping. It, don't talk shit. Especially if you start to see people really freak the fuck out and run out of there as fast as you can. If you're talking shit and you see someone grab someone who's pissing and be like, no, go piss in the other bathroom right now. You know, you should probably just get the fuck out of there. If someone's willing to pinch off in the middle of a pee and leave, it's bad. You should run with those people. It's got to be real bad. That's a real bad sign. Hell is old as time. Don't talk shit in the pooper. Uh, yeah. yeah. Again, though, I think it just shows how like work from home is really nice. Like people can all have their private bathrooms now. Yeah, that's yep. so true. What nice executive bathrooms. bathroom. Yeah, mm. we all have executive bathrooms. Oh, that's so funny. I'm gonna call mine that. I'm the president you know, of my house. The president <laughs> suite bathroom. Of all the things that we rewatching RoboCop that get me like pumped and excited. You know, it's one of the oddest. The Orion picture uh, title code. Oh yeah, I do like I, it. 
I don't know. I think it's just because so many of my favorite movies from this period were made by Orion before totally. they went out of business. But yeah. I just love, like, when you see the Orion picture, yeah. it's usually a pretty yeah. dope film that's about to follow. Um, yeah, totally true. I love and, it too because if you look at the font, um, there's no other, there's no other kind of pop culture thing I can think of that has that Orion font. No, there's just none. There's no connections I find from other stuff. Um, wait, so Orion is owned by MGM now, which is getting bought by Amazon, right? So this is all. This has become an Amazon Prime product. Is a Bezos? Bezos? Yeah, this is a Bezos joint now. That's fun. <laughs> I don't um, think he would go for it. Yeah, it is interesting that like because I feel like those those uh, producer title cards are like a lot of time now. Like there's like 15 cards and it's all for these weird names and I don't really care. But it it when I was there is something subtle where I've seen enough movies with the same logo that I associate it with fun. And Orion, I agree with you that Orion is one of those that I associate oh, yeah. with a good time. I mean, especially the ones you just don't ever see anymore, like Orion and Tristar, the one with the Pegasus. Oh like, yeah, that Pegasus. happens. Like, yeah. that was like that's the we're in for a good time and he we're never totally gonna have any a good time anymore it's really really i sad. also like the i like the uh i like the some of the good some of them have fun animations i like so like new line is that like clip of a film strip yeah but they like it like kind of falls on itself i like that um or what's there's one that's like just a guy walking alone down a dirt road do you mm. know what i'm talking about oh yeah, yeah. So what well, there's what? like the the Scott Free, which is the guy who turns into a bird and flies away. Oh yeah, That's the that one's Scott, cool. The Tony Scott Production Company. Wait, which one was the uh, the tree that gets like electrocuted? That's a Buck Bruckheimer films, dude. Uh, this a- oh man, Anthony, this is like your you would run the table in this trivia game where it was all production cards. Yeah, keep them coming. Give me some. I other like ones. this a lot. I'm trying to think uh, of another one. Um, you want the that sort of uh, close eye of the. Um, that old like um renaissance painting that's icon pictures okay that's uh, pretty good that's pretty good you have the lady with the um the the torch that's columbia pictures yeah 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 totally fox obviously disney is a very yeah, obvious i do yeah with the lights those are fun yeah. the, the 20th century uh is nice um, i always like touchstone also i think yeah, what's touch- in touchstones touchstone was like uh it was like it was sort of like like there's like a like a glimmer going across like the, the words and they're like kind of like 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 exploding with the circle okay i like that a lot of great Um, old production especially when they all had to be analog like somebody had to build a model and shoot it rather than just do it in cg touchdown was a circle and there's like like the lightning slashes yeah yeah oh yeah that that one i I also associate that one with cool movies from when i was a child yes yeah that's you guys remember that one with like the clown and he's eating eggs you know that nope. one? It's like a clown, and he's nope. like eating. He has like a big plate of eggs, and he's I, eating. Yeah, it. Anthony, which one's I the clown eating eggs? Real. You know the I one? Am, it's like a. He's like a big clown, and he has a McDonald's? bunch of eggs. He's eating them with his hands. <laughs> oh, you're thinking of Miramax, right? <laughs> yeah, sorry, that's what Just, it was. Yeah, it's Miramax. The Weinstein <laughs> brothers dressed up as clowns eating eggs. <laughs> eating Very eggs weird. Really should have been a red flag in the '90s. In retrospect, <laughs> too bad we never pieced that together. Okay, just for the record, I did like just being really quickly clown eating eggs. And I got some weird egg, egg hard boiled eggs decorated looks like clowns. I'm not sure I like where I went on the internet no. right now. I well, what's great is that uh, you yeah. have to remember because you're 
Oh, oh man, wait. Oh, jeez. Okay. I really hope you guys are doing this with safe search on because this is really gonna fuck up no, your this algorithm. Is, this is horrifying. But it turns out if you do a hard boiled egg and you put olive slices for the eyes and you make a little hat out of cucumbers and then you put a little tongue out of bologna, you can make a a clown out of a hard boiled egg. Oh and my that gosh, is, guys! It looks I think adorable. We just pitched it chapter four. I think I think it looks great. I'm not I'm not scared by this at all. Okay, I don't understand the the clown eating eggs. What are you talking about? What is I, this I, joke? I, I, I'm just hey, I'm just. I know I'm it's just, not Miramax. You were just making one up. I'm just trying to understand the I'm joke. Just, I was trying to make one up. Yeah. Okay. I thought funny. it'd be cool. Okay. Good, I wanted good. to play. Can we can we talk about how? Great... Oh, you know what I love is the the old RKO picture, RKO radio pictures where it's oh, like with the, the old tower on the earth, the yeah. tower on the earth. But it, yeah, yeah, it's like a it's like a it's a physical thing. It's not yeah. a, a drawing. Yeah, that's. I cool. mean, it's like the old the old universal logo when it yeah. was an actual spinning globe that they filmed um well we okay we've talked about this before but i also love when a when the production company's logos are changed to be something about the movie when it's like yeah, the yeah. warner brothers logo yeah, but it's like bleeding and you're like oh this is already violent i like that yeah it's just it's green because we're going in the matrix yeah you know? oh yeah the super you know old universal there's like a plane going around a little globe basically mm. Ooh, or oh, the, the cool. like the Raiders of the lost ark uh like paramount uh mountain like transition yeah yeah. Like the mountains, yeah 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 i mean i do love uh occasionally you'll hear like um directors like i remember listening to a in a uh, interview with david fincher when he talked about how in fight club he originally wanted to pit um tyler doton the flash during the 20th right. century uh logo and they were like this is not a big enough movie to do that no we're not gonna <laughs> do that we only do that for movies we really believe in and that's he's like funny. oh okay um, yeah that's fair but can we can we yeah. talk about how cool no, can we keep can we talk about oh, logos for another really like fun. 10 I minutes people are loving this <laughs> i want to how I was great. about to be like and the Pornhub logo yeah. <laughs> that pops up. <laughs> that little That's sound it makes. The bum, <laughs> the bum, bum. <laughs> um, but the um, how awesome uh, Peter Weller's looks when they take the helmet off and it's just his face uh, like s- stretched out over this metal. Oh, yeah. It's it's the coolest effect. I, I just wanted to call out that yeah, effect good. of anything. It's cool. It's a I mean, good look um, between I feel like, yeah, between like Brazil and this, like these were like a good time for stretched out faces in movies. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the stretched out face era. Yeah. Classic stretched out face decade. That's what they all say. Yeah. I am. I, a um, few more things I kind of want to sort of wrap okay, up. One, uh, okay, before you say that. that, let me let me let me do uh, Castle Rock where it's like a there's like a, a a lighthouse and you like see the lights spin around. I like that. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty good. I mean, I'm sure somebody is yelling at their someone's in the shower and they're f- screaming at their phones like, "What about the MGM lion?" No, that's not. No one cares about any of these. They're, they're no. Everyone's like, "Like, we can move. We can move faster, guys." It's fine. Some, somebody is like, "What about the guy who sits on the sliver of a moon and goes fishing?" We've already established no oh, that one guy. Uh, who's listening to the show Dream has looks? ever heard a movie. <laughs> that's dreamworks guy yeah yeah dreamworks, dreamworks guy dreamworks but also, like i i just love the that's people are like yeah you're right there really isn't that much to talk about in robocop definitely glad that they're spending the time <laughs> okay so um, here we'll do let's let's take turns anthony so you've got one one point and then i'll make a point and then we'll go back and forth but are you gonna talk about production <laughs> oh, okay, can i take a second? break yeah, no, no, I, no, I'm out of production locus. I'm, I'm, no, I'm chill. I'm gonna get some coffee. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Look at these egg, egg clowns. Oh, yeah, yeah, I need to put my costume. Oh on yeah, yeah, I've got this new fetish. Hand. I need to go take care of. 
Anthony, what's your next thing you want to make sure we talk about? Oh, I just, I, I, every time you guys mention clown eggs, I just kind of get lost for a second. thinking like, uh, for sure. I don't yeah. know he, what image you... you guys think of when you hear the words. I just, especially like eating eggs. I just imagine yeah. like a sad clown hunched over a table, just because, shoving oh, man, them like, like a got... cool hand Luke, just shoving eggs in his mouth. Until <laughs> he's he got like a whole plate of deviled eggs okay. and he has to finish them himself. Okay. Mm. I never wanted to have a, a film production company before, but <laughs> now I feel like we have to, to make this a reality. Dude, this is going to be one of the longest cons is like in 20 years, one of us is going to be a, a Hollywood magnate and you'll be like, oh, yeah. it's it's clown clown egg productions and it's just a sad clown shoveling deviled eggs into his face. God, I can't wait <laughs> for the boardroom like, meeting. Why is that happening before my movie? And I mean, one it, of them, the clown is like bloody and you're like, oh, this is gonna be violent. I would anything, love to be that powerful be to like... force that on the world, you know? I think it should be like cloud eating eggs with his well, there's, So there's the worst version of this, which is like, or the dumber version of this, which is like on like short, on sitcoms, like half hour TV there's like 10 at the end where well, it's like every comedian involved gets the their own stupid one. The TV show, I mean, if you want to get down the long rabbit hole of like iconic yeah. things, there's also just as many iconic TV show um, production logos at the end of it, you know? Yeah, um, I, I'm, one of them that I like is uh, the Nick Kroll one. It's just like, good at business. Mm. It makes me laugh. Um, That's the end okay. of Nick Kroll's Wait, shows. Back, back on our egg idea. Can one of us, or all of us perhaps, get a job at A24 and get them yes. rebrand it to Egg24? Sure. <laughs> just, just for one, one, like, you know what people love? They love it. They love when you rebrand your company for like a holiday. So we're going to be Easter Egg24. Oh my God. People love it. it is, egg is egg any of you listeners want to give us uh, a sponsored episode when we all go and get jobs at A24? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We so if anybody wants, as a sponsorship, you want to give us enough money to produce a film. Oh, my God. Even just Here, like wait, a couple wait. hundred thousand, we can do a cheap one. I got a just sponsorship to... right now. I got a yeah. sponsorship right now. So it's called the Egg24 sponsorship. You give uh-huh. us, I don't know how much money they give us for these things, but give us that money. Mm-hmm. We eat 24 eggs. Mm. Okay. Yeah. 24 Each? eggs in one sitting, and then we watch Hereditary by Ari Aster, and then we talk about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, we just eat, we just I don't eat like any eggs and watch, and watch that 24 movie. eggs, so you're uh, watching Hereditary, one of the scariest movies of the last 10 years, uh-huh. and you're really farty, okay? And Which is tricky. good, it kind of protects you, yeah. it protects you, you know? You're like, oh, I'm getting scared, but then you toot, and you're like, ha. <laughs> this is this is a great idea. We do need to start wrapping up our uh, RoboCop discussion. RoboCop I think talk, Anthony yes. has a few more points to make. Yeah, go ahead. Oh, are we we done talking about all that? Yeah, yeah, we got to get off, we we got to get back on um, this. But no, I mean, there's a few things I kind of wanted to sort of, especially as we're going into this little Paul Verhoeven uh, trilogy yeah. we're doing here yeah. of his big sort of American action movies. Um, there's, you know, there's a lot of great stuff about the development of this movie that's really, really interesting to look into if you're into that. You know, like, the suit was a nightmare to work with. There's stuff like when he, had, when the Robocop catches the, the keys, it took like 50 plus takes because his hand was so big and filled with rubber that the keys would bounce off his hands before he could catch them. Uh, so it's just like a constant nightmare to film. But uh, yeah. here's how you know you're going to get a very good Paul Verhoeven movie. This is sort of this one thing that happens um, specifically with this and uh, Starship Troopers, which is the more he has a true disdain for the source material, 
the better the movie it is. Um, so <laughs> like Robocop famously, he got the script offered to him. Uh, he read the first like 15, 20 pages, said this was fascist garbage and threw it in the trash. Right. Oh. And then was like, I'm never going to do that. And his wife found it, read it. And it was like, oh, there's actually some pretty smart stuff here. If you kind of dig a little bit deeper and if you really brought that stuff up to the top, you could really make like a really interesting sort of satirical thing on this. Right. So that's what he did. And like, so, should so, he, so it was like before it was like a pro fascist cop. Yeah, movie. I mean, not as much as like Starship Troopers, which is yeah, if you've yeah. ever read the novel by Heinlein, like yeah. I, I'm, I, I was kind of big into Heinlein when I was a teenager because I really just like science fiction. And I fascism. love like Stranger in a Strange Land. Um, yeah. But like Starship Troopers was even then just like too fashy for me. Um, but <laughs> he likes, you know, he was with Starship Troopers. We'll kind of talk about this when we get there. But again, he he read the book, got like ten pages, twenty pages into it. Threw it away, said this is the worst fascist garbage I've ever read. So he made the movie solely to dismantle the fascist garbage that he read. Yeah, right? that's and fun. That's, Good on like, him. That is something that I think is so interesting. And why these movies are so smart and so layered while also being so sort of like gratuitous and over the top and very base and sort of working on all these different levels. And I just love that thread through his movies, you know, like this this spite for Americans and America and like I don't really know what exactly he feels about it but I know I also don't like Americans when I watch his movies or America sure. like there's yeah. this great just this palpable feeling that comes with that um but yeah I, and like I said I love we, it I we should talk more about who this guy is and why any of this is happening um but we we definitely used up that time talking about the Orion production <laughs> logo. So we'll have to talk about it during next week's episode. But I am curious who is Verhoeven and why we're watching a lot of Verhoeven movies. Yeah, I mean, he's one of the best. Uh, and really he's doing a lot of, you know, he doesn't really make movies in America anymore because America doesn't really make his type of movies. Because, you know, he has sort of two modes, right? Like big satirical action movies and then like adult ass erotic things. So like his new Whoa. His new movie, uh, Benetta, Benetta, I think it's called, uh, is the movie about lesbian nuns, and it's really pissing off a bunch of Christians because there's a scene Whoa. where they use a uh, Virgin Mary statue as a dildo or something like that Whoa. in the movie. Um, but yeah, it's incredibly erotic. He makes very, very hard uh, movies now. Wait, so it's because Europe. they're like because they're like married to Jesus, so they I do it. Yeah. It's only been shown at Cannes and in Europe. We can't see it in the States yet. Wow. Um, but his film before that, L, uh, is one of the most harrowing sets I've ever had. Super, super intense movie, uh, but it's incredible. So I, I think he is such an interesting filmmaker. I'm kind of sad he doesn't really get a chance. And another thing that I think is interesting that we can kind of talk about with Robocop, but of all the directors that we have covered in all the big directors in Hollywood. He is maybe the most remade and have sequels to his movies that he has nothing to do with of any director I can think of. So almost all of his American movies have had sequels or remakes and they almost all completely misunderstand what the source material is, <sighs> right? Like RoboCop has two shitty sequels that essentially become a kid's movie by the end of it. It has a cartoon 
and then it has a bad remake from 2014. Uh, Total Recall has... Has a I was going to ask you about the remake. bad remake. Is the remake not good? Because I didn't even hear about it, which is usually a bad no, sign. It, yeah, I never saw it. I've just heard it's bad okay. and completely misses the point. But like, even like Basic Instinct got a sequel years later. Showgirls has had a bunch of sequels. Social right. Troopers has had a bunch of sequels and a bunch of animated movies. Uh, like I said, Total Recall got remade. RoboCop got remade. It's so weird that this guy who especially makes movies about... Um, America, a sort of like the way corporate America uh, drains things and doesn't make any sort of unique original stuff. The way that happens to so many of his movies in America is a really interesting thing as well that I think is super fascinating. Um, Wait, so in Robocop 2 and 3, it's like he's a good guy saving people. It's like he's just like a superhero cop. Yeah, and there's like more bad corporate things, and then Peter Wells doesn't come back for any of them. Um, okay. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he I comes back for Robocop 2. He comes back for Robocop 2. He's not in Robocop 3. No, nah, not in but, Robocop 3, but he is in Robocop 2. But yeah, Robocop um, 2 is like, kind of okay. Robocop 3 is really, really bad. Um, Robocop so 2 was written by Frank with... Miller, and, yes. so, and he's the wrong person to translate a sort of subtle take on like a fascist type. Oh, you mean the uh, guy yeah. who is just a straight up fascist sometimes? Yes, yeah, so like yeah. he's like maybe not the right person to tap for it. So no. yeah, so yeah. so it so okay, so he takes source material that's fascist and turns him into anti-fascist propaganda, and then they make sequels that return to its pro-fascist roots. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I can't wait to see how he manages that turn with uh, the lesbian nuns. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's just it's such an interesting career. He's such a weirdo. Yeah, um, and I also think he's a really great. Um, not only visual storyteller, but a visual effects story guy. So, like, we'll get into this with, like, this movie and Total Recall, I think, have some of the best practical effects. And then Starship Troopers, for a movie that came out in 97, the CG is so fucking good in that movie. And there's a lot of it. But because it's, like, weird alien bugs and your brain yeah. doesn't know what a weird alien totally. bug exactly looks like. Totally, that's exactly how you should use it, yeah. Yeah, it looks incredible. So, I think he's... A director that's so interesting to talk about. I'm excited I'm to go really to see excited that. Really excited series. I already have seen that one, so I think I will get it. If it's censored, I'll still know the difference. But um, uh, next week, we're going to watch Total Recall, which I um, assume is a movie about um, about Californian governors. California mm. governors? Um, I've not I seen know, it yet. Yeah. Okay, it's good. about Perfect. what if California governors had to go to the Murrows to give air, air to aliens. Yeah, I mean, it maybe is. It, it, it is starting to form a governor. Oh, yeah. Okay, well, that's a start. There's some, there's some good stuff in there. I, w- I thought it might be. Wait, who's? Wait, is it Schwarzenegger's in that? Yes. Yeah, dude, that's it's, crazy because he only became governor because of a recall later. I didn't know that was yeah. such a. Wow, and what a good, what a charmed life. Even he's crazier, I think Gray Davis was the original choice for uh, for Total Recall the movie. So it's really <laughs> wild that it worked out this way. But also, right. it goes into like something that will be awesome. We'll talk more about it. We'll talk more yeah. about it. We're out of time. We need one final thought from uh, Hunter and Ez, and then we're gonna get out of here. Hunter, last thought on sure. uh, on on uh, RoboCop. Hey, good cop. You know, um, I like <laughs> it. It's a good movie. Um, mm-hmm. Actually, I'll just mention this. Uh, Ronnie Cox is in this movie, who, of course, we all know from Star Trek: The Next Generation episode Chain of Command. He played Captain Jellico, uh, and he was great uh, in that. Not as good in RoboCop, but very good. Um, mm-hmm. Check out Star Trek: The Next Generation if you've ever heard of it. Check uh, that out. Uh, RoboCop's pretty good too. Um, I liked right. it a lot. Hey, um, actually, we should do a quick vote. Um, 
Ezra and Anthony, do we think Hunter did the homework this week? <laughs> oh, he did mention that that he did know about the YouTube thing, so he clearly yes. watched the YouTube version I sent yeah, him. Yes. So I think he did. I clearly did. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Think, Good point. Do you think cops have ever like had someone in an interrogation room and decided to do good cop, RoboCop? <laughs> you think that's ever happened? Oh, that's such a funny idea. Hey, look, man, you don't want to deal with my partner. He's crazy. And then you cut to the partner and he's like, literally Robocop. Where's my family? (laughs) I'm sure someone has done this sketch, but I love it. They took my dick and gave me two dicks. They gave me a big gun dick and a knife dick in my hand. Oh, man. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, Yeah, there's there's like some blog posts and stuff titled that, but I don't think there's actually a full sketch available. Um, That's a funny idea. Anyway, uh, yeah, good cop, RoboCop. Great idea. All right, Ez, final thoughts? Uh, I mean, for, for uh, you know, unofficial uh, wet month, uh, yes. my version, at least the, the you know, when I was watching on Hulu, yeah. pretty wet with blood. And then yeah, there's blood. Some, also, some toxic uh, waste. I, there, was, there is a scene where there, a guy is hilariously uh, uh, wetted down in toxic waste. Yeah. yeah. He, uh, the guy peed himself also at one point. There's lots of, lots yeah. of, lots of moisture. It's a little moist. Found. Okay, it's a good start. It's something. It's something um yeah all right well that's robocop we have one more bit of business we got to take care of and then we're gonna get out of here all right guys we're gonna do something old school uh ezra has brought us as as all of you listeners at home remember and um anthony you probably remember and hunter you might not um we used to do ads throughout the show we used to be a heavily sponsored show and the ads were um were written by us and never approved by the corporate people we were advertising for. And uh, so we're going to do now, Ezra has sent over a script for an advertisement that we have to read this week. And uh, I am, I am not, I've not pre-read it. I, this is all going to be a cold read for all of us. If you guys would pull up oh please, your scripts for the RoboCop ad. While uh, I'm looking this up, I mm-hmm. want to, uh, if you guys haven't, uh, listeners, if you haven't, if you've never seen the night that RoboCop uh, helped Sting in the WCW win the World Championship Wrestling <laughs> uh, title, which is a real thing, they actually had a guy in a ro- he had RoboCop, like unbelievable. RoboCop wow. came to the ring and oh was in a big God. suit and could barely move. Um, Dude, you know what? I'm not entirely into wrestling, but the, the you have some moments that. It almost it almost gets me. You've almost convinced me. Are you guys ready to do this ad? Yeah, I'm Not ready. Not at all. Meanwhile, at OCP headquarters. Okay, people. Bob Morton's here and no longer dead uh, to pitch us a new idea. Jones, now that you've recovered from your death as well, I'm expecting you to be civil. Morton, you have the floor. Gentlemen and other gentlemen, we all know RoboCop was a hit. But I bet you thought old Bob Morton didn't have any more good ideas. Well, prepare to eat all of my bum because <laughs> I give you this company's future, Hobocop. I'm going to ride the rails in jails. Why does it still sound like a robot? He was recycled from our Robo Hobo program. Morton, we don't really use that word anymore. Not a fan? Not a problem. I give you RoboMop. <gasps> you have the right to remain swabbed. That sounds like a cop line also. Okay, yes, he was a cop mop before this. <coughs> Hack! Still not biting, huh? Okay, 
Here's Boho Cop, Toto Plop, Photoshop, Toga Cop, Polo Crop Top, Dodo Flop, Togo Slop, and Obo Cop. Let's patrol Coachella. Toga, Toga. Toot, toot. Sorry, why is there a dog poop on a yellow brick road? It's Toto Plop. Keep up, Jones. So what'd you think, gentlemen? Um, can I celebrate with Coke now? These are all hot garbage, Morton, and if any of them is a critique of Reagan's America, I sure as damn hell can't see it. Maybe the Toto Plop. But regardless, it's as if you completely misunderstood what made RoboCop successful. Of course I understand. Consonant O, consonant O, consonant op. What's the one who just overdosed on Molly in the cult corner? YOLO Cop. Look, they're not all going to be winners. Morton... I'm going to tell you about this podcast I support called Read It and Weep. I am a proud meat buddy because they understand that even though their core concept has changed many, many times to the point that some, if not all people agree that their name now makes little to no sense, they know what makes them great. So no matter what, there's still appointment podcasting. Yes, sir. Even better, even if I sign up at metreon.com for even a few dollars a month, I can get a life-affirming compliment that takes up a surprising amount of airtime. That doesn't seem like a sustainable business model. Which makes it an even better deal to go to metreon.com right now. So what is it? Hmm? Hey, yeah, what's the key part that makes Read It and Weep still worth listening to? So we're all agreed RoboMop is the winner. To RoboMop! Go to metreon.com to become a meat buddy and get a free bonus shout-out from the RoboCop pun of your choice. That's M-E-A-T. R-E-O-N dot com. I want the streets clean and wet. All right. Good. This will well, get you $3, I think, Alex. Possibly. <laughs> this might, we'll see if it works. We haven't done one of these in a while. Thank you, everybody, so much for tuning in to Read It and Weep, your number one source for information about RoboMop. Next week, we're going to talk, like I said, about more Verhoeven. And next week, we're talking about Total Recall, the movie about having a pretty good memory. Um, you can email us your thoughts about this and all other movies that I have disappointed you about. Podcasts at readdeadsleep.com. You can also find us on Facebook and Twitter. And we really appreciate everybody who writes into the show. And we especially appreciate our meat buddies who donated with or without our advertising segments and who keep the show floating on the tracks despite all logic and reason. They continue to donate to the show. We appreciate it. Thank you so much for being here, Ez. Yep. It's great chatting with you and Hunter. Thanks for your good work today. Yeah. Hey, thank you. Thanks for actually watching the movie. And uh, thank you. uh, Thank you, Anthony, for uh, bringing the heat today. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. I'm watching uh, RoboCop rip Sting out of a cell that the four (laughs) horsemen locked him in. Oh, crazy. Uh, Did you just do that? That doesn't seem legal. Yeah. No. um, Hey, man. It was a different time. I would enjoy, I will say, I, there's a lot of Olympic sports I think that could go by the wayside, but I would be happy if they replaced Greco-Roman wrestling with WCW wrestling. I think that is fun. I think they should have, there should be at least one Olympic sport that's just totally fake and we all are okay with it, right? I agree. I yeah, it'd be a good time. It's called uh, javelin toss. Yeah, we right. all know that's all rigged. <laughs> it's rigged, dude. It's not My real. favorite part of that was the pause yeah. where we got to listen to you calculate which sport would be the funniest one to say yeah. is fake. <laughs> well, I was going to say some other ones, but I don't want to break kayfabe on that. You know, I respect <laughs> the business too much. <laughs> I appreciate that. Um, and now on the way out, just pretend that as the show ends, you saw a very short video of just a clown shoveling deviled eggs in his face. <laughs>
A completely I'd legitimate buy that production. for a dollar. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we'll be back next week. Goodbye.